Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Eric, my voice has returned. How about yours? I'm back. Yeah. I, you I'm you not... sounded more stuffed up to me than like oh, la- laryngitis. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was stuffed up. I was groggy. Um punch drunk. Yeah, I don't I'll be honest with you. My whole body has been jacked up since then. I wasn't getting the sleep that I needed. I mean, it's been it's been a ride. It's the, been a the, ride. The recovery process. Yeah, it's been a full week. I'm not kidding. Like through this last weekend, I I was in trouble. Yeah, it it was <laughs> as much mental and emotional I think as physical, but there was a physical aspect to it too. Totally a physical aspect of just the planning and getting it done and then like that load being released, but but it was the emotional toll. How's how's your butthole? Totally good. Okay, because you know you had a trip to Bloomington a few months ago. That's true. That, that was that damaging had an to adverse your adverse effects on my <laughs> butthole. No, we're good there. Um, we're good there. We're still you know through it all. Almost a year in, we are still powered by Excellent, sir. Thank Excellent. You. You're back in full form. Uh, I. I'm letting you know that what is played at the beginning of this podcast, we are going to put the straight no chaser up front on this one. Are you? Oh, absolutely. Just because, especially people who came to the live event, maybe did not listen to the that recap so episode. So you just played it. Yeah, exactly. Already, awesome. Right. Yeah. Those guys. Got to give it up to Steve Morgan. You know, like a big thank you. And I wanted to close the last show with that, not like put it at the front and then explain it later. But I'm like, now it needs to be showcased up front. Oh, that's really front. nice. Great. Uh, also, go online. Go follow them on Twitter. Go to the uh, their website, Straight No Chaser. See them live. They're, they're touring everywhere. Download their music on Apple Music or Spotify. Maybe we can get them and Peegs together. They're the official acapella group of pigs. The, they they could be 
Powered by <laughs> P-E-E-E-E. I was going to do some acapella. Me too. What the hell are we doing? Uh, anyway, Steve Morgan, special thank you. I also want to just give another shout out to Mike, Jeff, and Ken, who were at the event. Yeah, that, that was, was so, so fun. I mean, and Ken was there early, like helping set up stuff yeah. on stage. He offered to do anything that we could that, that we needed him to do. He showed me a, a missing brick in the Bluebird wall that he might have had something to do nice. with, or not. We're all, you know, <laughs> maybe. Did you get to meet Mrs. Peaks? Yes, I did. How great was that? Oh yeah, that I mean, and that was that was when I realized, oh, it's it's a family affair. For Team Team Pigs, too, which was really cool. So let's talk about what we were going to do today. I tweeted it out. I don't know. I didn't tweet it out. I put it on Pigs. This was supposed to be part one of Dane Fife. Part Would, one of 17. Yes, there are. Well, no, it'll only be two parts, but you, each part is long. But it, we've already interviewed him over three different phone calls. Yes. And there's going to be at least a fourth that we think will be the last one, but it might not be. It may not be. You're right. It may not be. Because the truth is, there's... That fourth one could be. We didn't even. We only got through the Duke game last time. We didn't That's even right. get to the Final Four. So there's that, and then there's just his life post playing, which included a year as a not an assistant coach, but a grad assistant at Indiana. Yeah. No. There's there's still road to be driven. Yes. So. Who knows? But that's what this was supposed to be, part one. But as I was on the way over, I I think I texted Ward and said, hey, what about if we just like try to call spontaneously some of the people, the former players that were at the event, to get their perspective on what it meant to them to see Coach Knight? Because while everybody got our perspective, you didn't get to hear from them. And my God, who would be better to hear from them than them? I mean, them definitely better than us. Without question. <laughs> Most people other than us. <laughs> yeah. So... We sat down and we made one phone call, and it was Brian Evans, and he was awesome. And that led to Todd Leary, and that led to Sage Steele, and that led to John Leskowski, and that led to Steve Green, and that led to Sharon Wilkerson. And before you know it, we've got a full podcast. Bam, there it is. So we're going to delay Dane, and we may, if we get it all done, we may put it out as one, the most epic one of all time. Yeah, maybe it, a six hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Well, if I if I take some of the air out in between the individual words and then they play it at one and a half speed. You could get through it in half a day. Yeah. <laughs> but we uh we're recording this intro after we did all these interviews with all these phone calls with people, and it was just funny and emotional and cool to hear their perspective and how each of them kind of references the other almost accidentally was really cool. So that's what this podcast is going to be. Yeah, and I think it's something where we we don't ever want to stop living that magical weekend. And this is one too where hopefully for those of you who were there, uh, you you get a you get a ride the magic a little bit longer and those who weren't, you're getting the perspective from people who uh, are are an integral part of Indiana basketball. They are the the fabric of Indiana basketball going back to the 70s. And so what what did this crazy afternoon in the Bluebird mean to Bob Knight's first recruit? Well, stay tuned. Yeah, and I just want to say who we didn't have to talk to here is no indication of them not wanting to talk about it. We just literally sat down and called five people and realized, I think we got like an hour and a half podcast. Let's cut it off here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I still have to edit it. Yes. Ward's got to edit it tonight. And I think we talk about this in the outro, but 
we still got interviews coming up with Kyle Hornsby, Matt Nover, George Leach, Jeff Newton. Like, there's people that were there. We're going to hit them as we do our interviews with them. But uh, this is going to be fun, I think, for, for you guys to hear. We loved getting the perspective of, of this handful of these handful of players and, and Sage as well. So enjoy. All right, guys, we've got someone special on the line, someone who is at the event on November 16th, someone who played his entire career for the best coach ever, Coach Knight. Someone I would nominate for Life of the Party Award. Definitely Life of the Party. Please welcome Brian Evans. Oh, man. I thought for a second, and this uh, second intro, yeah, that you guys weren't going to clap, and I swear I had already committed to hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. There you go. See, we, we surprise you, man. We, we keep things you know, uh, spontaneous here. I knew you'd do it. I knew you'd do it. All right, Brian. So talk us through, you're at the event. Wait, now, is it true you were at Yogi's before the event? I was at Yogi's a lot that day, you guys. Yeah. Um, I, I think I made two or three, maybe four appearances at Yogi's. Uh, they, they were, they're done seeing me for a while. That's for sure. How is the new Yogi's? We have, we did not get a chance to stop by that weekend. Oh my gosh, you guys, it is great. So, uh, I met my wife at the old Yogi's and little known fact. So it's, it's a special place in our hearts, but this new location and what they've done with it is, uh Oh, whoops. That's Uh me. Seatbelt. Seatbelt. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I will put my seatbelt on. Um, it is fantastic. They've done a lot of neat stuff in there. A lot of candy stripes. Uh, they, they just, they spent some money and it's really cool. So it's the old Scotty's brew house in Bloomington and, um, a lot of familiar faces that were affiliated with Yogi's way back in the day are still involved and man, it is, it's fantastic. Did you sign the the floor? I did. You know what I did? And I, and I, I was with my in-laws and my wife and kids. And after I signed it, I went and sat down at the table and I, uh, in the, in the new locker room at IU, you saw they have a, a floor. They got a, a piece that they want everybody to sign. And yeah, the alumni wall. I I ended up – is that what they call it? Yeah. I went and signed it right next to Calvert because I love Calvert. Yeah. Um, and, and for some reason, Calvert signed it up in Gary, Indiana. <laughs> um, and so I signed in, like, Merrillville just to be like Calvert. Yeah. And um, – and then I would kick myself going, why didn't I, I think I saw Cody signing it down in Washington, Indiana. And I was like, why did I not sign in Terre Haute? Yeah, I got mad at myself. Would have made sense. So at, at Yogi's, they've got, they've got a really cool, it's like a full court. Um, and then the state of Indiana, just like it is, you know, assembly hall. And I went up and this time I signed it in Terre Haute. So I felt good about that. Redemption. So you, yeah. you, you made your way down in the late AM, early PM to Bluebird. And what was it like to start seeing some familiar faces with some of the other players you, you knew and maybe predated or, or were there after you? Well, that was good. I, so the first guy I saw at Yogi's was Todd Leary, so an old teammate of mine who, uh, you know, I, I spent three years together at IU and, um, you know, listened to his podcast because you guys told me how, how good of a podcast it was. So I went and listened and. Um, yeah, it just brings back a ton of memories. He and I were, were buddies back in the day and, 
Uh, I, I still root for him to this day, and he's got things going the way he wants them now in his life. I'm, I'm thrilled for him. He's back home again in Indiana. Uh, sounds like he's back on a radio show of some sort, which is really cool because he's good. I mean, he's a good speaker, yep. and and he's he's super opinionated, and and that bodes well for him. So it was great. I, I saw him first, and that was kind of fitting, and then uh, headed over to the Bluebird, and, and I knew you guys had the table set. So as we parked our car right around noon uh, to go into Yogi's, there was a line around the building and, and, and at Bluebird, and you could hear people chanting, and I was like, oh, these guys pulled it off. So I already knew <laughs> – I already knew that because, you know, I got to admit a few weeks back, I thought, are they really going to get a thousand people there? Or is that just in their minds? Uh, but so before we ever came down, I knew that you guys got it done and I was excited for it. I mean, I, I knew, you know, a handful of guys I was going to bump into and I got it. I got to call him out and admit that it was a big deal for me to see Sharon Wilkerson, who was a, a teammate of mine. And as we all know, didn't finish his career with us. Um, but to, to see him and spend some time with him in that environment was, was a really fulfilling for me. It, Sharon and his story are, I think one of the, uh, the kind of feel good moments of what we've been able to do on this podcast. I know it has been for Ward and I and Sharon, how much it has meant for him to kind of reconnect to the IU fans and how excited he was to see you specifically you, uh, and, and and Todd and some of the other people that he crossed paths with, but but specifically he brought you up, was a huge deal for Sharon. He he sent us a message afterwards and said it on stage yeah. where he felt like that he's finally healed, like his IU story is finally healed. Yeah. That's pretty amazing that that he was able to, yeah. to to go through that. No, it was. I that's why I called it out. I mean, it, we had a moment. I mean, it was real. I don't. I I typically don't have those types of moments, but you know, he was a guy that. I felt like um, I spent a lot of time with and I had a really high opinion of, um, you know, from the day he got there and, and knowing I'm, you know, I was two years ahead of him and felt a responsibility to help bring him along. And, um, you know, and he had his share of challenges, as we all know, along the way. But I, I felt like, you know, he and I had a nice connection. I was I was I believed in him as a player and as a young guy. That was just a tough time. And I, and I again, uh, things moved on for me and I, you know, we had no time to pause and feel sorry for him and write him a letter. Right. Uh, that's not how it works. You know, it was mid season. And, but I, there's always been a, you know, it's always been in my mind, you know, that, that that's a guy that really should have finished at IU because he loved uh, playing for Indiana. He, he loved being there and it just didn't, you know, he got sideways with coach and it just ended in a bad way. And so it was really cool that he was there and, and I hope that he can continue coming to those events. And I can tell you that um, there's a lot of us that, that hope that you guys decide to do this um, on an annual basis. That means you will be there on an <laughs> annual basis, right? Correct. All yeah. right. And, and, and next I'm year there. when we, we get you on stage, we're going to have you teach the whole crowd the wave. The Evans wave. Well, guys, I told you, I, I've already said this to you. It's just you can't pick it up. It's like, <laughs> you know, what? When you see like that Euro step that Doncic has in yeah. the NBA, I mean, yeah. and Ginobili has, it's like if you just think that you could just hand it to other people and they can take it and run with it, that's just not what it is. I know. Well, it's, well, it's foolhardy. Of us. At, at least to show it, to show that gift you've been given, share it with the world. It gave us so much joy on Saturday night. It's less impressive when you know that's the only thing I've got in my arsenal. <laughs> that's all I have. 
So, Brian, um, there were some rumors swirling as the event started amongst, I know, some of the former players. Had you, when you came to the Bluebird, did you hear any rumors about who the special guest at the end of the night might be? Yes, yes, I did. I already knew. So um, Steve Green and I um, were going to come down and have and go out to Coach's house. And I had already heard early morning that Coach you know, willing to come over. I kind of got a thumbs up that he was going to come that direction. So yeah, I, I knew it. I knew it that morning. All right. So when you were in the Bluebird, when Coach did walk in, can you just walk us through kind of your experience with seeing Coach again and what that was like for you? So I was in one of the bars. Uh, <laughs> shocker. <laughs> but what I did here, which was pretty cool. Cause I knew it was coming. I just, I heard of just a massive roar and I knew it wasn't, I knew, I knew it wasn't another former IU player that took the stage. <laughs> um, so I knew he was in the building just from hearing the roar. And then um, I was watching the football game because IU Penn state was in the nitty gritty yep. in the fourth quarter. And so I just, I walked up to the back of the crowd and just, you know, saw him up there in his tan sweater and his green shirt and thought, wow, his style hasn't changed. <laughs> and um, and just listened, you know, just listened in for a little bit. And I think he started already cutting on you guys pretty fast. Yeah, real fast. Um, Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's hey, that's him. You have buzz. He's going to give it to you full, you know, double barrels. Yeah, totally. In fact, when it was happening, honestly, in my head, was you saying to us that when Coach would cut on you when you were playing for him, that all that was in your head was, hey, Coach Knight knows my name. <laughs> and and for me... Hey, I'm glad you felt that way. And that's, and then, guys, that that's, I promise you that's authentic. I mean, I, I've always thought that. Like, just the fact that that guy is so iconic and such a, you know, such an aura around him that just surrounds him. And you know, I've during my playing days in uh, with the Nets in New York City. Um, you know, I was I, I was in the same room with Seinfeld and Letterman, and you know, a slew of you know big personalities. And I'm telling you guys that there's just not a not an aura that compares to his. When he's in the room, you just can feel it. I, I don't know how to explain it. You just feel him. He's in the room, and it, it, the personality is big couldn't be more accurate that's the best way to describe it there was just this energy like force field around him that you you talk about the roar that went up you could just feel it there was like this energy from the crowd that oh my that that coach knight just exudes and uh and i know that after he was on stage for a while he went into the back green room and stayed there and you had some some i know they weren't private moments because there were a lot of people around but you did get to sit next to him and and talk to him for uh, for a little bit. How was that for you? Well, it was it was fun. I mean, it was it was neat. You know, I, I don't know how many more times that's going to happen. You know, right? Um, but it was it was it was pretty special. And you know, he just kind of looks at me with that sly look on his face, like he's getting ready to say something cutting and and difficult for me to to hear. <laughs> but he never did. He was just. He was very peaceful, and I, I honestly, you guys, I, I feel like it just—he um, really enjoyed that. I mean, I can—I mean, I can just tell. Like he felt like he was home. Uh, kind of makes me sad that he wasn't 
home, you know, for all these, uh, these years. Sure. But I, I could tell he felt good. I mean, he felt really good. He felt all the love, you know, you guys, I thought did a great job of, you know, when you stuck that mic up in front of the stage and you let people, I think there should have been more of that. I think yeah. <laughs> almost one by one people could come up and talk to him and, and tell him why he was important to their family or how big of a deal you know, he was to their deceased grandmother. Like right. that kind of stuff would never get old to him. He, he loves that adulation. He really does. Well, it was nice to, you know, one, you talk about the energy he brings into the room, but then as he took the stage and, and we were lucky uh, to flank him up there to feel the energy from coming from the crowd to him and to see it hit him and impact him was, it was beautiful because you could really see, see him, him feeling the love that was being generated towards him. Yeah, you know what? I think that's well said. He's not a – he's a tough guy, right, in the truest sense of the word, but he's also a very compassionate and emotional guy. And so he felt it. I mean, there's no question. And he didn't – he doesn't try to hide his emotion. You saw him get emotional a few different times, or at least – I only watched part of it because mm-hmm. I was keeping an eyeball on that game. And when he started uh, cracking on you guys, I got uncomfortable and had to leave. <laughs> um, you were like, "Hey, that's my job, coach." Those were, yeah. Let me do that. So anyway, but but I will tell you. I mean, it was. He's not afraid. To, he's not going to hide it. You know, he was. That meant so much to him. I know it meant a lot to Karen, his wife. Um, they feel like they're home, which you know, again, they've only been back for a month or so. I just think it was a just a big deal and a great job by you guys to kind of kick that off because, you know, they. They're back in Bloomington, and it's a big deal. It, it, it is. It, it felt like a big deal for us. We were just lucky to kind of be the conduit at that point because we were just going along for the ride. And, and I will tell you, there was a really, for me, one of the most special moments besides kind of afterwards watching a couple times I went back just to see him and to see you sitting with him. I saw Sharon back mm-hmm. there. I saw all the former players back there. Sure. And, and I just kind of, let, you know, Ward and I didn't really go back too much. We just kind of let that be because that's not our place. But when we were on stage and brought all the former players that were there on and sang mm-hmm. the fight song around Coach, <laughs> I have to tell you, I felt really uncomfortable being on stage at that moment. You could see, if you look at the video, Ward and I just kind of go off to the side <laughs> because it just felt like we got this to live out this fantasy moment of just experiencing you guys being able to say thank you to him, the fans being able to say thank you, and us just being able to be a part of it. It was it was just so great. And, and, and Brian, having you there was so special. I mean, Big Ten Player of the Year, what you did in your career from where you started to where you ended was such a testament to you, to Coach Knight's system, to what Indiana basketball is supposed to be. It was just special to have that all together oh. one more time. Oh, well, th- hey, thank you. You don't need to single me out like that. I, I, you already did that during our podcast. Well, we'll cut it, it out. We'll cut it out. In I, we'll cut I appreciate it. Out. it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I will tell you this. Uh, I worked at it, but, man, so much credit goes to him and, and his system and, you know, the way he pressed the buttons and pushed certain people. Uh, it, like I told you guys before, it really worked for me. Um, I didn't want to let him down. He's, you know, larger than life personality. And just, I was, I was, it's funny. I was talking to Don Fisher about this. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, famous people were on TV, you know, and the, the two most famous people I knew as a, as a probably, you know, seven, eight, nine year old kid were 
Bob Knight and Kirk. I thought those were the two biggest superstars. One more in the world. time, Bob My mom Knight used to watch the wait. Bob oh, Knight, yeah. Bob Knight, and who? Because you broke out there. <laughs> I said Bob Knight and Bob Barker. <laughs> 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 and my mom used to watch The Price is Right. And I'm like, these two like white-haired bobs are like, the, they're the most famous people in the world, these two. <laughs> that is great. And so for me, just to, to be able to know one of them, uh, and like we talked about, you know, not just know him, but, you know, for him to get up in my face and, and tell me what time it was, it just it just always worked I, for me. I, I loved it. I loved being there. I'd play for him in a, in a heartbeat. And, you know, if, if he was still coaching – I get asked the question, hey, would you ever, which is a crazy question, would you ever let your son play for Coach Knight? And anybody that asks that, they think they're asking a really good question. <laughs> they really think it is. <laughs> and I look at him, and I'm a little bit dumbfounded. I'm like, listen, if he was still coaching and my kid was any good at all, I would demand that he played for him, right. period. Mm -hmm. Because no matter how you turned out, your kid would still have a chance. <laughs> Well, you know what? If there's anything, my son, I've got three girls and a boy. He's the youngest. If if there's anything he's learned how to do, it's take some shit. Yeah, so I, I would bet that. He would fit right in and just have to deal with it. Uh, Brian, how old is your son? He's eight. And is he a baller? He had a game yesterday. How do I don't know if that makes him a baller. <laughs> how Is he big for his age? Like, what? What? what what's his story? Uh, he he reminds me of me. He's got a his head's like extra large sized head. He's really skinny. He's not very fast. Uh, he has no idea which end of the floor is the defensive end. And after every game, he if you ask him how he did, he thinks he did really good. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm hoping that in 10 years we get to see him wearing the candy stripes. That would be good. <laughs> oh, don't hold your breath. <laughs> well, hey, by it, the way, let me throw this in, too. Let me throw one other thing. Um, Met Stage Steel, and wow, is she awesome. She's the Just best. a yeah. ton of fun. Greatest personality, incredible ambassador for Indiana basketball. And just to have her with us and have her on stage and, you know, with her big smile and singing the fight song was was a ton of fun. You know, got to spend a little time with her at Yogi's afterwards and um, just admire the work that she does. And she's fantastic with, I mean, she signed more autographs than any of us combined. Um, <laughs> she had more little kids and their parents coming up to her and she's so good with that. It was, it was remarkable. It really was beautiful to see that that sparkling bubbly bright personality yep. that she brings on air virtually every day yep. oh that's how she is in real life yeah. that's why that works for her that's why she's been incredibly yeah. successful she's genuine and just a joy to be around no doubt no doubt so again thanks to you guys for somehow pulling all those people together at the same time was just outstanding well, we, we thank you for doing our podcast. We thank you for coming to the event because, honestly, it would not have been as special if you weren't there. It's why I was on you so much to get you there because I, I, I knew how special it, it could be. So, Brian, we, we don't want to take up too much more of your time. We really appreciate you jumping on and uh, sharing your perspective. Sure. No problem, guys. Anytime. One of the coolest things that happened at the event, besides all the former players coming, was there were there were a lot of people that were just connected to Indiana University, fans, former coaches, current coaches, 
and famous, well-known, passionate alumni, not the least of which was Sage Steele. <laughs> Sage. You guys. Oh, you were you were such a delight. We keep hearing from the former players and the guests who showed up uh, how delightful it was to meet you and interact with you and just hang out with you. How much fun was that for you to be back amongst uh, our people? Uh, our people. I like the way you put that. I mean, first of all, it's so nice to hear that. And um, it, it was surreal for me, you guys, because remember, I, I'm just a fan. And so to be able to actually meet and talk to the guys that I just cheered my heart out for a quarter century ago <laughs> and, and more recently as well. But when I was there as a student, that it was so great to get to know Todd Leary and to get to know Brian Evans and Matt Nover and, um, you know, the younger guys, of course, to see Derek Elston and it's just, Colin Hartman is just awesome. Tara Buss, right? Yes. Represented the women. So I just, it was surreal for me. It was really cool to be able to be a fan again. And I have to say though, and I think you guys know this, I'm, I might've said it before, but um, I, I just, I'm just a much older IU student. That's all I am. And so when I hear people saying nice things or even the people that I took pictures with, which I did that for a couple hours and it was like heaven for me. It's just kind of surreal um, to be amongst all the greats and i just want i want to real quick say this about you two because uh, you were phenomenal and the fact that you put all this together i i'm just in awe of it and and that has nothing to do that i'm not even including the coach knight thing i mean that was next <laughs> yeah, level we'll, but we'll just that, that alone what was I, i'm just so amazed by you guys and i hope that you're proud of yourselves well thank you i, I appreciate that but this is about you so uh, no it's not <laughs> we we actually just got off the phone with brian evans who was telling oh. us about you know his experience at the event and what it meant to see people that he hadn't seen in quarter of a century like sharon wilkerson who was a teammate of yeah. his that then that then didn't finish his career at indiana and how how magical that was for for brian and emotional was but he singled you out, Sage. Yeah, he called you out. And he said... Really? Yeah, he said he got to see you at Yogi's also after the, the bird a little bit. And and he talked about how much of a fan he is of yours. And to see your energy and to be that up close and personal to it and to see how gracious you were with every fan who wanted an autograph or a picture. The little ones. You were great with the little ones, he said. And, and he specifically, Sage, and I know this will mean something to you. He specifically called out the fact that you were on stage with them singing the fight song with Coach Knight meant something to Brian Evans and meant something to the guys up there. That that you were part of that. They were Oh wow. That it really meant a lot to him. He he singled that out. We didn't prompt him for that. Okay. That first of all that makes me feel so good and so much better because I was concerned about going up there and and Brian and Matt or I think maybe it was Todd too kind of dragged me up there. And I was like, guys, this is about coach Knight and you players. And it's nothing to do with me. And I really was uncomfortable going up there because it's it, seriously like I, all I am. And you know, this, that all I am is a fan who happens to have a cool job that I get to yeah. <laughs> talk about sports and talk about my, my love of the Hoosiers every once in a while. But I just, I, I was concerned about that visual, to be honest with you. Like, who does she think she is? She didn't play. She didn't do anything. And so uh, I'm, I, I took, or at one point, listen, I'm not going to win a fight 
with you know six nine Brian Evans, <laughs> right? right. He, he's like, get up here, and I live, you know. But that that just makes me feel great. It was emotional. I was I was bawling um, during that. I just smiled big, so you couldn't tell. <laughs> well, let's talk about that for a second. Where were you? Did you know you you had heard the rumor that Coach Knight may come? Correct. I think yes, you and I, heard I the even rumor. I think you and I even chatted about it. Yeah, there was like a don't yeah. don't leave early type right. of warning. <laughs> but walk, Exactly. Walk us through where you were when you saw that he actually was there or heard that he was there and just talk us through what that moment was like for you. Well, it I, I didn't really want to believe it. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep hearing this rumor. I'll believe it when I see it for obvious reasons. We all know why it was, you know, a, a big question mark. No oh, matter yeah. how much um, you guys had heard it was a possibility, I'm sure you were like, well, we'll see. We're not going to get our hopes up. Correct. Um, it, it was and... tough to keep them down, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, I'm sure. And in the meantime, um, okay, so to go in order. So I'm standing um, back in that waiting area with Galen Clavio. He did such a great job as a stage manager with all of us. Yes, he did. <laughs> um, and standing back there. And then the it was getting towards the end. And then the side door opened. I couldn't see, but I could feel the cold air. And we're all like, shut the damn door. It's cold back here. <laughs> and then it stayed open. And I saw people kind of poking their heads out and, and big eyes. And I was like, oh, God, this must be happening. And I saw him walk in. And my heart just just skipped a beat. It really it did. I, I was like, oh, my goodness, he's here. I didn't think I'd ever see him again in person, ever. It, it had been... Um, I think I interviewed him once when I was at Wish TV, so probably 1997, wow. the last time I'd seen him in person. Huh. Um, and he was always nice to me because he remembered my dad. Otherwise, yes. I'm media scum, so thank God for my dad. <laughs> and, and so when I saw him walk in, I was trying not to be obnoxious with you know recording with your, my phone, but I was like, I'm going to be obnoxious because this is a moment. Yeah. And um, I just kind of waited, stayed out of the way. People were kind of walking back to say hi. And then when he was walking towards the stage, actually before that, remember, I kind of, you were talking to Leary. Yeah. And I came over to you and I was like, vamp, just just stretch. We're, we're getting him in here. Just keep talking, right? Yep. <laughs> Oh, so you you got in on it. You rolled yeah. up your sleeves. Oh, I and- came off stage to see when you were vamping, Ward. I came off, and Sage was like, "You just got to keep vamping. We're getting him there. We're, <laughs> okay. we're gonna. He's gonna come up on stage." <laughs> I didn't know how any of that yeah. worked, and we hadn't really discussed what was going on while I was vamping on stage, saying God knows what. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and then so then we're like, okay, let's do the raffle, right? Like like we're trying to think of ways. And and yes, it's funny that you say that because I got in that producer mode and that on-air talent mode where you just want someone to tell you what to do and you can vamp all day but I'm putting myself in your shoes knowing what that feels like and it's like okay just just tell them tell them we're coming Galen's like tell them and I'm so it was it was really funny to get in that producer mode and I'm feeling for you because that's not easy to do what you did and you did it beautifully by the way let's just Um, take a moment here to realize that Sage became producer and Ward and I were the talent. I mean, this, <laughs> what kind of bizarro... And, and Bob Knight is the guest. I mean, none of this makes any sense. I feel like none this Stranger Things 4, yeah. season 4, the upside down. So your heart skips <gasps> a beat. so great. Your heart yeah, skips and then, a beat. Yeah, and then he starts to walk towards, and I saw, you know, kind of the entourage. I turned on my phone, and I just started to record it. And when he got up there and the cheers... Oh, and watching your faces, <laughs> I, I just was, I had literally tears running down my face and, um, 
it was I, I forgot to stop recording and, and keep going because you know if it's too long you can't send it right anywhere right so i just i was like i felt like i was 19 again you guys and when he got up there and you could see and feel his emotion and when he dropped his head looking at the ground trying to hold back his tears yeah. as he's absorbing all the cheers from basketball fans. It's been 19 years and he finally allowed himself to listen to that for a moment. And I know, you know, the magnitude of it. Um, what I said earlier, I mean, you, you guys made this happen. There's a reason why his people chose this event. And so no matter what happens in the future, because who knows, and we all need to pray for him and his health. And his, his, for his wife, this is so difficult, I think. Um, that was the moment that he chose. And for it to be at that place with all those loving, adoring fans 19 years later, when when he, you know, he, parts of him, the old Bob Knight came out, right? You can see that. It's like the light bulb came on. Oh, yeah. He, it, he is a performer. I mean, the oh. guy, when the, when the lights went on in press conferences, you know, interviews. His timing, knew. his timing's impeccable. Yeah, and what? he wrote a joke. I mean, he came on stage, he saw us two idiots wearing those suits, and he wrote a joke, and he came out, yeah. and he nailed it. Yeah. And he Re- nailed it. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. But, yeah, you're Yeah, right. repeatedly. And it's funny, because it's like, well, there's no one else that could really say that and no. <laughs> and get away with it, and that's, and that's okay. Um, I, I just was very uh i was just taken aback by the fact that he allowed himself to absorb it for a minute and then and then when he kept going he sat down and grabbed the mic from you i was like oh this is beautiful (laughs) there i don't think we we did a podcast last week where we did our little bit of a wrap-up i don't think i shared this though and ward i don't know if you heard this but when he was done kind of standing with us and then sat down on the stool which, of course, was not planned. Did you hear him, Ward, what he said? Uh, you told me what he oh, said. Oh, did, did I say it on the podcast? I don't think so. Oh. So Steve Green and John Laskowski, who were there to help him, his former players from the 70s, to get him off stage. So they went up to him and said, okay, coach, right this way. And he sat down on that stool and he said, I'm going to stay here as long as I want. Oh, my God. <laughs> and just sat down and they backed off. And then it was like, all right, well, let's just keep this thing rolling. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I, yeah, that part I could tell because it was like, okay, we, we don't want to keep him up there too long. Right. Just just looking out for him. But he knew what he was doing, and he wanted more. He enjoyed he, it. He did. He did, and that is beautiful. When the human side of people like that come out, especially someone like him, you, you just got to let it go. You do. And I'm glad, I'm glad that his people allowed, allowed that to happen. Um, I was back there, you know, just standing next to the guys and, and listening. They, they were nervous, Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, they were nervous. Like, okay, what's he, what's, what's he going to say? Is he, is he okay? Um, cause, cause they, they haven't seen him in forever either. And they, they, I mean, physically is he okay? Um, it, it was just surreal to be standing amongst them as they watch their coach. And let me tell you later, the stories that I got, at yogis <laughs> from Brian in particular. I mean, just classic, classic stuff. But I love the fact that they've, they've kept it quiet. They have kept their stories and their memories to themselves. Yeah. Until, and until our I podcast. I think that says a lot. We, you, we came along <laughs> yeah, and true. ruined everything. And no, no, ex- yeah. But think about that. Think about all these years um, of them just kind of laying low about it until, yeah. until more recently. Um, 
Yeah, I just I think it says a lot about the respect they have for him, even though he made their lives hell. Yeah, a lot of people's lives hell in many many ways. I I, I think it just in the fact that they showed up. Like if they had that much of an issue with how everything went down, and correct me if I'm wrong, they wouldn't have shown up to this event. No, I that agree. was about the program. So nothing was perfect, and we all know that. But um, I don't know, guys. It was unforgettable. Wow. It was just so beautiful to see everybody there from all our different walks of life from all over the country and of course Indiana and Bloomington well represented coming together for the love of Indiana basketball and no singular person is more important in all our lives to that love of Indiana basketball than the man who walked in through the side door and came on stage so it's like the ultimate unifier of this program of the last 50 60 70 80 years mm-hmm. if you want to say like you know for my dad right yeah. so it was it was really special to have you there in particular and to let people know that you you are this incredible Indiana fan and that you so easily could come in with some sort of level of of ego and that you just got in and was a part of it like everybody else. It just it, it just speaks to how sincere and genuine and delightful you are as a person. And when I run into you with bedhead and morning breath trying to get a coffee and you still <laughs> talk to me for 15 minutes, I'm like, this this is a good woman. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for being a part of a very special weekend. You, you guys, I, I mean it. Thank you. And for making sure I got there in one piece. Yes. And um, and then, and then the fact that you 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 got me into the game, and I, I and that was such a moment where um, they had me on camera I, on the, yeah, on the big board. Let's talk about that for a second. So, in the oh middle of God. the game, in a timeout, they focused on you. Uh, they did a little speech about you, and really saying you're Chuck Crab, our awesome PA announcer, I've known yes, forever. Exactly. He started talking. I was like, oh, don't start, Chuck, because I'll cry. But, but Sage, you had to have felt similar to how Coach must have felt when he heard a 1,000 people in the Bluebird. You had 13,000, 14,000 people looking up at the big screen cheering you on. They, We are, we, we feel, um, I don't know what the word is. We feel connected to you. I mean, Ward and I feel connected to you because we've done the podcast. We got to meet you face-to-face. But the people that haven't still feel connected to you through Indiana. You are such a great ambassador and representative for the school that when they put you up on that screen, they were able to say thank you and we're proud of you to you. How did that feel? It was crazy. I was, I saw the camera pointing my way and I was like, Oh no, what are they going to do? <laughs> um, and that's the thing. That's everybody thinks, Oh, you love cameras. I'm like, no, I'm scared to death of cameras. I just, I, I somehow I compartmentalize when I go on TV every day, but um, I, I was really nervous when I saw kind of what was happening and I, I couldn't run. So I had to sit there and, <laughs> um, and I, I was sweating because I, I just couldn't believe the applause and the reception that I got. Again, when I'm there, I go back into that mode of being super fan and just in awe of the program and the history. So for them to acknowledge me at assembly hall, um, yeah, it was it was it was really amazing and I'll I'll never I'll never forget it. And that's because of you guys. So um I am indebted forever 
By the way, that hotel, the Graduate Hotel, is phenomenal. Yes, it is. That's my new favorite is. place. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I mean, things have changed since we were there, you guys. I know. Yeah. I know. It's not. But look, I stayed at the Days Inn. That's where <laughs> I used to stay. <laughs> it was like 60 bucks a night. I still love the Union. I do love, I love being Me on too. campus in that beautiful building. But man, you know, as soon as the Graduate swaps out like half the Jane Pauley swag for Sage Steel swag, <laughs> yeah. it'll be completely dialed in. You know, I saw Jane Polly up there, and I was. I was like, really? I haven't seen her on TV in a while. Like, And I love you, Jane, but come on, man. Because I only have a couple more years left before the next young thing comes up. I mean, I'm getting up there. Uh, but I will say, the, from the graduate, I mean, from, from Nick's to the graduate yeah. is much closer than the union. So I I'm, a, I think Amen. I'm a graduate person. I'm with you, Sage. Well, Sage, thanks so much for jumping on with us. We just wanted to get your perspective. And again, thanks so much for being a part of it. It was it was made truly special uh, in large in all part because of who showed up that is connected to the program. And you are one of those key people. So we really appreciate it. It was an honor, and you guys, congratulations. Thanks, Sage. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, so one of the more fun people to talk to about the event and the moment of Coach Knight walking in has to be our next guest, who was on stage with us when it happened in what had to have been, for him and us, one of the most just awkward, weird, what-the-hell-do-we-do moments. Thrilling, but but yeah. So please give it up for Todd Leary. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank All you. right. So, I, I, I can tell you this. I didn't want to hear anything come up, come out of my mouth from then on. I just wanted to see what was going to happen. So I couldn't get, I couldn't shut up fast enough, and that doesn't happen very often. So before we get to that moment, Todd, I do want to just uh, touch on uh, the FaceTime call that we did from the stage with my ex-wife Mandy, um, <laughs> which we we up the we up the stakes a little. Last time you were on, we did a phone call with her. This time we did a FaceTime. I talked to her afterwards. We we got we got her while my other two kids were in karate and she was in the lobby of the karate studio <laughs> and she said yeah. that she was very quiet because she couldn't say what she really wanted to say to me which starts with an F ends with a K and then there's a <laughs> U following it so she was very upset she couldn't say that in that moment but she wanted to communicate it to everyone that she hates me still for that so yeah that. yeah I I think the look on her face pretty much uh, pretty much told me that's what she wanted to say to you <laughs> so. Here's the plan for her birthday next year. We're going to fly you out as a surprise. <laughs> Pop out of the cake. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm probably certain I would get the same look that she gave you that day. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Todd. So first, before we get to that moment, um, look, you were gracious enough to come on our podcast many, many months ago. You spent a ton of time with us and were really open and honest about your life, your experience with the program. We then invited you to come to this event, and you were one of the very first people who said, I'm there. You were like, I'm there. You said it from the beginning. You never wavered from it. But there had to be part of you that was like, who are these two schmucks from Los Angeles, (laughs) and what is this event actually going to be? So walk us through you actually coming into the event and what you saw and what, what you experienced as you came into it. Well, um, I mean, you, you are exactly right. I mean, I don't know, <laughs> schmucks is exactly the word I, I was thinking, but I'm, I'm wondering how from California you guys are going to pull off an event that, you know, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest, in my mind, I'm thinking of the size of the bluebird, and I'm thinking of the amount of people that I think are going to be there, 
and, and it's going to be crickets in there and there's going to be a lot of echoes. And I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. And, 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 you know, like I'm, this has no, I've no reason to try to, to say anything negative about, you know, the program or anything that we've ever done as a group here. But, but it's pretty incredible that two guys that live in California can organize an event like that from so far away and get so many former players to be there and also get so many, you know, endearing fans that are so excited and happy to be there. And, and all that can be organized from California and, and the actual basketball office that's, you know, half a mile away from here uh, doesn't, doesn't take advantage of that and do something similar to that. So, you know, that, that's just my, that, that's my serious note on side of it. I, I wish that we were all closer as a group, as a sure. former player group. And, and, it, you know, just a, uh, you know, just a group and you know, I wish we got together and did more stuff. Like that. Now on the real side of it, yes, I'm wondering how in the hell you two want to pull this off. And then I heard, I saw George Leach on Tuesday of that week and, he told me that he was preparing food for a thousand people. <laughs> and I was like, George, have you lost your mind? He's like, no, Todd, they've already sold the tickets. I promise you. And I, so he had given me a little bit of a heads up. Um, you know, I got the, the event started at noon. I got to Yogi's, you know, which is right around the corner about, <clears throat> you know, maybe 11 o'clock and the line was already forming down the street. And, at that point, it became a reality that you guys had actually pulled this off, and for and, us too. And yeah, it, yeah. I, I at that point, I'm just sitting there. I, I think I told you when we were there. Like, I don't know who either one of you are, or what <laughs> what you what you come from, or what you're able to accomplish. But I will never doubt anything you tell me again. I can tell you that. But wait, wait, Todd. I kinda, I want to jump in for a second because it's flattering to hear all this, but a lot of it is just bullshit because of this. What we tapped into over the last year is kind of piggybacks on what you just said about why isn't the basketball office or the staff, you know, the athletic department doing more of this. You played basketball at Indiana in a time where you were in the middle of fever-pitched Hoosier hysteria. I mean, you you know what that is. That, and very fortunate to do so. There you go. And Ward and I grew up in a time where we got to root for that, and that formed our love and shaped our love for Indiana. That hasn't died. It's been dormant. It has been maybe cast aside a little bit. It has not been allowed to kind of flourish, but it's there. And we just got lucky that we're just uncovering what people are desperate to do, which is show their love, Todd, for you, for Brian Evans, for Matt Nover, for John Leskowski, for Steve Green. It's there. It just needed to be, like, brushed off and taken out of the attic. And I think yeah. that that's what, what our podcast has done on some level over the last year. It's not us. It really isn't. I appreciate the nice comments. But we just kind of tapped into this thing that we knew was there because we feel it. And, yeah. and so it's really about you guys. That's what it is. You've built the program. It's about you. Uh, that's that's okay. Yeah, that's nice of you to say. And I, and I, you know, there's there's a part of that 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 you know I, I think has some validity to it also. But I can also tell you this: like there's there would be a lot of people that would line up to do those interviews, and they wouldn't come out the same way they came out and doing it with you guys. And I've told, I mean, heck Evan Martin and I talked about it earlier and, and I've talked about it with just anyone who will listen 
that it, there's just something different about the way that you two kind of understand things and the way that you two word things and, and the research that you've done into your guests. And I mean, believe me, I've listened to the other podcasts, not just my own. And, and, and you guys, you guys just do things a little bit differently. And so I don't think you're giving yourself quite enough credit because believe me, um, I won't, I won't single it out here and name any names, but there's some dud ass former players <laughs> that you guys uh, are able to, to draw something interesting out of when some other people are just not able to do it. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Eric, you said it earlier. We've, we've been like the conduit, right? We represent thousands and thousands and thousands of Indiana fans who feel like we do want to geek out with you guys like we do, but because you guys took a chance on us first on the phone from a few few thousand miles away where there's sort of a safe (laughs) buffer, but then you took the leap and be like, all right, we're going to see these guys in person. But as a result, that's what created such a passionate environment. And ultimately coach Knight didn't show up to see Eric and Ward (laughs) and their crazy suits. He got some good material out of it, but he knew that his former players were going to be there and the fans that cheered you guys on with him were going to be there. So honestly, it was just such a thrill and an honor to be there when, when everybody got together. So let's, let's talk about that moment. So you're on stage with us. We're interviewing you. You're, you're killing it like you do in every interview you do. And then (laughs) And then the door opens on the side. Walk us through what was going through your head, what you saw, what you knew before that, like heading into it, and just walk us through your perspective on it. So, so here's here's how much this didn't go the way I wanted it to go. Is <laughs> when we when we found out earlier on, uh, Doctor Rink showed up just I think to scout the thing out and make sure it was what everybody said it was going to be. And then when he when I talked to him and he left and said he was going to pick coach up and come back. You know, I went to I, I went to my girlfriend Jessica, and I was with Jim, and and uh, you know we were sitting there, and I was like, man, I don't want to be on stage when he gets here. <laughs> I just, I, when I, I don't yourself. care if I go right now, I don't care if I don't get to go at all. I just don't want to be on stage when he gets here. And then you know, Galen came over, and and he did such a fantastic job at kind of managing who was coming up on yes, stage and everything mm-hmm. was. He was just, I mean, this thing was going like clockwork, and it was perfect, and. Then he asked me and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> but I'll guarantee you coach is going to show up within the first five <laughs> minutes of me being up here. It's just going to work out that way. And, and, uh, and that's exactly what it was. And so, you know, here's, here's the funny part. Uh, probably only the three of us can identify what the actual visual looked like <laughs> at the time when he walked in the door, because if you could, if you could screenplay that and make it so that, it was like God was walking in a door because the, it's dark in there and the door opens up and it's sunshiny outside. And there's just this beam of light coming in. And then our God, Bob Knight walks in the door and, and we're just like, what, what in the world? Like this is not happening. It's not possible for us to make this happen the way that it is. And, and, you know, my first thought at that point is, I'm hoping you guys saw it, which I looked at you and I knew both of you did. And I was like, wrap it up. Yeah. Let's, figure, let's figure out how to get me out of here as quick you, as possible. Because if he possibly is here and leaves because it takes too long to get him out here, I am not going to be responsible for that. You, uh, It's so funny because um, it, it's very weird. I, there's a lot of video of it out there. We have video of it. A lot of people took video of it. There were like 500 cell phones out taking video. I have not watched it. 
I have not. I, I cannot bring I have, myself to watch it. I don't know why, <laughs> but I just can't. But I did watch you on stage the moment it happened because you see you're telling a story, and then you see it. I I see it. We almost see it at the same time. Ward was a little late to the party of seeing it because he was watching us. I saw it in your guys' eyes. Right, right. As soon as both of your eyes popped the size of saucers, I was like, he's here. In the middle middle of Todd's story, he looks at me and knows that I saw it. And you say, yeah, I saw what you just saw. Get me out of here. Whatever you need to do, just get me out. Let's just get this thing over with. Look. You know how I, I mean. I know how he has been in the past. If he has to wait three minutes, I mean, there's a chance he just turns and leaves. Right. Right. And so I, I did not want to be responsible for that <laughs> in any way, shape, or p- there's enough people that hate me for things. I didn't need to add that to the list. <laughs> well, you were gracious. You let you let us get you off stage. We bring Coach Knight up on stage. Just walk us through. T- First of all, when was the last time you were in the same room as Coach Knight? Um. Well, whenever that was in Las Vegas, like in. 2000 and whatever it was 2005 or something when I passed him in the hallway you know we were in that long corridor I think right. I told you the story yeah, before we were in that long corridor and he just said you're getting fat Leary and just kept on trucking <laughs> never broke stride and just kept on going that's the last time in the same building I think I've seen him so walk us through what it meant to you what was going through your head when you saw him on stage with a thousand fans some of your former teammates former players cheering for him yeah what'd you see from your teammates too you know, everybody was just kind of, is this really happening? I mean, why why did he choose to come to this? And <laughs> and so, you know, here, here's the cool part is I got to go over and talk to Karen, his wife, yes. for, you know, a solid 10 or 15 minutes. And I've never I've never probably spent that much time one on one with her before. I know we had been to their house and and watched film and done some things you know, with them before. But. Um, you know, I got to spend some time with her and she told me some, some reasons of why they're back here in Bloomington, which all were awesome. And, you know, obviously I couldn't, I couldn't thank her enough for doing all those things. And, you know, it's, it's, what's one of those scenarios that, you know, we won't forget, you know, what was going on in that. And to look at the other players and kind of see everybody, I don't want to say a sigh of relief, but almost like, uh, I, I, you know, this is, I'm just glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm one of the people that's a part of this because I would have hated to have missed this. Um, you know, I'll tell you one of the Sage Steele is, you know, I mean, there was a lot of former players there, but I, I think Sage Steele was probably the biggest name that was there. I mean, she's the headliner in my, in my, my view. <laughs> and literally she is standing right next to me as he is up there and first goes up there on stage and she had tears. I mean, it, she wasn't tearing up. She had enough tears that they are running down her face constantly. And and it was a it was a serious cry of of I can't believe that I get to be a part of this and how awesome this is. And when you get someone that's like that that you know that I look up to and and I think is cool and she's making it out to be that big a deal, it makes it a really really cool event. And, and it just I, I was so happy to be a part of. It. I think I sent you the message and and told you, you know, how appreciative I was that I was there because had I missed that, I really would have been jealous at not having the opportunity to have been there. Well, Todd, I I appreciate that. I know Ward and I both truly do. You're a a big reason why this podcast has been successful. I mean, your, your podcast interview led to us getting many, many guests that we wouldn't have gotten before. You led to us getting Brian Evans. You were, what, what people don't know that happens behind the scenes is 
we're not going through like agents or like that's not how we're doing no, this. It's just cash. <laughs> it's just FedEx, cold, FedEx cold envelopes cash. coming like Kentucky. Um, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Right, exactly. Yeah, I got Kentucky. Um, it, it is literally uh, the former players that we talked to hooking us up and connecting us with their friends and their people. And no one has been more aggressive and helpful than Todd has been. And and we just thank you for it. It it, it meant so much to us, one, that you came on the podcast, two, that you hooked us up with other people. But for you to be one of the first people to say, I'm there, I'm coming – I used your name to tell other people that you, you know, that you were coming and people like Brian Evans, who we talked to already for this said to us how much it meant to him to be able to reconnect with you and to see you. And, and, you know, he said, I spent three years at Indiana with him. We went through war together and, and it it meant a tremendous amount to the other, your former teammates to see you there. And Sage brought your name up too. She was so happy to be able to talk to and get to know someone that she rooted like hell for when she was there. So you you um you shouldn't diminish how much you do mean to the fans of Indiana that were in that room and that really spread across this country. You mean a tremendous amount to them and you being there gave something back to them that that they I know well, want to say thank you. Well, that's that's nice for. to hear and, and uh you know very nice of you to say. And if that doesn't make you feel good as a person then you know you you got some screws loose, but that's it's it's just uh you know that's why it's why in recruiting um, you know, I don't get caught up in the top 100 and guys limiting their schools down to the final four and things like that. I mean, to be honest, that just pisses me off. And if you've been to IU and you visited and it's not your school, then I don't want you to come here. And, and because this is the feeling I have yeah. about it. I mean, I, I, I have loved it since I was a kid. I still love it today. I'll love it forever. I mean, there's, there's so many times I would have liked to have punched Coach Knight in the face. And, and done anything possible to, to have hurt him. And, and I mean, the when he showed up, I mean, the only thing I could wait to tell him was, you know, I would do it all again. And if you told me ahead of time all the crap we were going to go through, I would still have signed to go there. And I would have I would have gotten line to sign wow. to go there. And, and that's how much I love it. And, um, you know, it's just it's a it's a crazy honor. I mean, it, there's no doubt when you're a kid and you're going through it, you, you start to believe how great you are at the time. And um, you know, it, it, it's some, sometimes it's hard to turn that stuff off. And, uh, once you're gone from it, I mean, I just turned 49 years old two days ago. And, uh, once you get to that age, you, you look at it and you're like, man, what a, what a fortunate, unbelievable opportunity that not very many people get to do. And, and I'm for sure never going to let anyone think I wasn't thankful for every second of it. Well, and looking forward, I think it's something, you know, you alluded to earlier about more stuff like this. And Matt Nover came up to me on stage after Coach Knight had left and was like, we got to keep this going. We, everybody was here, you know, the former players, everybody there supporting it. We got to figure out a way to do more of this stuff, to keep this community together that has, has begun, has sprung up. And, and to help grow it. And I think nobody would be more important there on the ground in Indiana to get your former teammates, even players you didn't play with, excited about getting back to Bloomington for different events, whether Eric and I are involved or not. You know, I think it's something that people really want to build off of. And if you're involved at all, it's going to Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. You're better. not setting me up for this bullshit where you guys bring in you guys bring in Bob Knight, and next year I'm supposed to be responsible for bringing in somebody to top that. You aren't putting me in that position. 
I'm that was really well done, Ward. I didn't yeah, know where you were going, but that was good. Right it's a, it's, it's on Leary now. This is <laughs> by, by the way, two <laughs> quick things, Todd. Make exactly. Nover do it. Yeah. <laughs> two, two, two quick things. So Ward and I were not able to take any pictures, really, while it was happening, obviously, because we were up there trying to just make sure that we didn't embarrass ourselves any more than we already had. But there are certain, like, snapshots in my head of what was going on in that moment, in those moments. And one of them is when all the players got up on stage to start singing the fight song, I saw you, Todd, go to the front of the stage and kind of kneel down with your camera to kind of capture this moment. And I just remember thinking, and this will be burned in my head forever, look, you're an opinionated guy. We know that. It's why people love you. You have been very uh, open and honest about the tough times you had with Coach Knight when you were at Indiana. And yet here was this moment that it all just kind of melted away like you just articulated, and you wanted to capture that moment. And I just thought, my God, he's one of the players. He should be in the picture. Why is he taking it? And and I just – it'll always be burned in my head like you were just – a fan of Indiana no basketball at that moment. Uh, and it was um, it was awesome to see. And before I let you go, this was not uh, prearranged, but I do want you to plug your radio show because you are now doing I a radio am, show yeah. every day, I, uh, correct? I took a leap of faith and, and left my job to – I, I kind of thought this was my last opportunity to be involved in basketball slash radio, and, and I had a great opportunity – uh, to, to get on a show here locally. So yeah, I'm on the Indiana sports beat with, uh, Jim Coyle and Todd Leary now on a daily show. Um, we're also doing a post game show from yogis after every game. Um, and, 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 you know, like it's just my love of, of Indiana basketball as much as anything, but it's been fun to kind of get involved in, um, and, you know, seeing some talking more stuff about football and being involved in the coaching and all that. But, you know, to, thank you for letting me plug that. But but as much as anything, like where where can people uh, listen it, to it? What what stations? It's, not, it's going it to be on, on in Bloomington. Bloomington. Uh, that won't start until January. And I'm not allowed to say what station it's on, but you won't have a tough time finding it. Trust me. OK, uh, just listen to where Joe Smith is. OK, um, we're on in Evansville and we're on in uh, Louisville and New Albany right now. Um, but. But it'll be on in, in a bunch more stations. We've just we've been negotiating here recently with a bunch of different stations, and we're going to be on uh, up in Fort Wayne and Indianapolis and all over the state here, hopefully before long. So, uh, awesome. Well, when you get all that information, just text it to oh, me. We'll man, tweet it out. We'll push best. it out too. We 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 love listening. <laughs> well, we love we love you, and we love listening to your stories, and we love your perspective. You were in the program. You have great insight on it. We love that you're a fan. Also, it's something that keeps this. Indiana fanhood burning bright through all of us. A former player with great insight and enthusiasm and passion. While things are getting turned back around here for the long haul, I think we all hope we're going to get into a couple three decade stretch here as as we go into our golden years. Uh, that's going to be really fun for a long time. But it hasn't been that way for a while, and I think it's important that you're out there spreading the gospel and keeping the faith alive until the results are on the court. Yeah, well, you guys said it more gracefully than I did about how we've we've got this pent up uh, aggression to be able to to celebrate Indiana basketball more. I mean, can you amount of can you imagine the amount of trash talk we have built up within <laughs> us right now for Purdue and Ohio State and everybody under the sun? Like, 
just please let me have an ounce of being good and I can talk some serious trash. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I enjoy it a bunch. People think that Indiana fans are obnoxious now. Oh. I mean, just, just wait. wait. Just, <laughs> you just. have no idea. <laughs> All right, Todd. I can embarrass myself as much as anyone. <laughs> We're right with you. Uh, thanks for jumping on. Really appreciate it. Good luck to you with the radio show. And uh, really, just thank you for everything, Todd. Really appreciate My it. My pleasure, guys. It's just anything you guys ever need, I'll, I'll be the first one there. So uh, thanks for all that you guys have done for all of us. And, and uh, look forward to the next event. We talked about this on our podcast last week, but one of the things that Ward and I were most excited to do when we got to Bloomington was to go get dessert at Culver's. I'd never been to <laughs> I'd never been to Culver's. He had never been. We when we get there, by the way, this is a little bit of backstory here. But when we get there, okay, we meet John Leskowski's son, who's running the Culver's while John is not there. A solid, personable young man, very helpful and gracious. Great guy. He is, uh, he is our general manager. He's 29 and single, and he's living in my basement. So <laughs> I, I need some cute little IU fan out there to come get him out of my house. Uh, well, needless to say, we are on the line with John, the super sub, Laskowski. Hey, guys. Good to see you, Eric Lord. Good to be with you again, guys. Uh, thanks so much. So we're at Culver's. By the way, the place, it's just a beautiful restaurant. It's so clean. Like, I know that sounds silly, but you go to so many kind of casual dining places that the people have no pride in keeping it clean. This place is immaculate, great parking lot, plenty of parking. Oh, and let's just mention the beautiful IU Trident greets yes. you as you pull up into your parking spot. That's exactly right. We go in, we order enough ice, enough custard to just, I mean, feed a, a small nation. We eat so much. Uh, and your son tells us how Coach Knight was in the restaurant earlier that day, and you and he got to talk, and you know it kind of stirred more of me going. We had been working on getting Coach Knight to the event, but I thought, well, wow, maybe I'll call Laz now and see if he could help, and I did, and Laz, you are a chief reason why Coach Knight showed up at our event, so I have not been able to say this to you on the phone. Thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. You're welcome, guys. It uh, it was late stages planning uh, the night before, and, uh, you know, I knew there'd be a lot of IU players there that he'd want to see and uh, didn't know how well he would want to visit with the uh, fans at the time, but I thought, let's just get him back in the room there somewhere and get some of the players to come in and visit with him because there's so many there at the same time and talk to Karen Knight, his wife, and, uh, and Bob Hamill, his good friend, and they thought it could be a good idea, and and then we thought, well, let's see if he'll get to come out and uh, just wave to the crowd. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be something? Just wave to everybody. We don't need him to speak or just, just acknowledge that he's there. And, and it was interesting because the word kind of spread early that he might be there. People yeah. started thinking that it, it could happen. I'm not sure how that got out. Hey, but, it didn't uh, come from us. It did not. <laughs> people were coming up to me in line going, I heard Coach Knight's coming. I'm like, how the hell do you know? I don't even yeah. know if it's happening. <laughs> I think they're just wishing. I think they're wishing and hoping and saying, hey, wouldn't this be a neat event if he showed up? Right. And, uh, you know, there were so many Bob Knight fans there. You know, they're Indiana fans, but they're, they're Indiana fans because Bob Knight was the coach and, 100%. and they're, when they were growing up. And, and so 
he uh, he he wanted to acknowledge them. And, and you guys saw how those four or five steps up the stage were really big and awkward. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and we just kind of waited there, you know, and, and, uh, he said, heck, I'm going on the stage, boy. <laughs> he walked right <laughs> up there and then there you two are in your red jackets. And, uh, I guess everybody's seen what happened with that. But, yeah. uh, he had the best time. And then he said, give me a microphone. <laughs> yep. He grabbed the mic and then he sat down. He had a one time Karen sent me a note the next day. Thanks so much. You guys saw what I saw, and I wish the fans who were there could see it as well. But as you're looking out in that crowd from the stage, I mean, it's not you've never seen 300 cell phone cameras filming at the same time. Right, it was a wall sitting there, you know. It was, it was wild. Laz, what was it like for you? I mean, you are part of his first recruiting class you you knew him before he was the legend you maintained a relationship with him over the years uh you you're as much a part of bloomington as anybody could possibly be you're running a business there and a part of the fabric of iu and it's been a long time since coach has been back what was it like for you to be on stage with him and hear the fans give him the love that they did well, that's the that's the best part, you know. And he walked out there, and and they finally realized he was there. That that's just a feeling that you know, as a player, you get that when your playing days are going on, and and you really can't uh, can't beat that reception that you get as a coach. Uh, you can get it longer, you know, because you have a longer career. And and now to have him uh, come back to Bloomington and have that huge crowd. I mean, how many how many folks you think were in there that day? Over a thousand. Over a thousand people are yelling and screaming, coach, coach. And, you know, that just had to make him feel so good that he was there. I had a, I had a young man come in the restaurant the next day. He was probably in his early 40s, mid 40s. And he said, you know, I got to tell you, I brought my dad to the Bluebird. And my dad thought he would never see Bob Knight again. And the guy, his dad's probably in his 60s or whatever. And he goes, my dad took out his cell phone and he filmed Coach Knight standing there for 20 minutes. He wanted to get every minute he could. And he said, I can't thank you enough for getting Bob Knight out there. My dad's the happiest guy in the world. Wow. So neat stuff. Really neat stuff. It was uh, amazing that Coach was so gracious that he understood for, for him to acknowledge that he loved us too, that he loved uh, being at Indiana and that the fans were as, as good as there were in the country. And, and it's like, he's kind of almost to all of us, the, the, the father figure that you want the approval from. And that even though things went awry for 20 years for him to be able to come back and say, he loves us too, essentially. I just thought it was a beautiful moment going both ways. Absolutely. You guys knew all along he loved the IU fans and the way they, uh, you know, poured their love out on the team on the floor. And that helped a great home court advantage. Uh, I mean, I never lost a Big Ten game in three years that <laughs> I played <laughs> at home. Uh, that's because people yell and screaming. And so he made a good point of, of thank you for being great fans and thanks for the support you gave our team because he was doing it from the coaching box. But when you get 17,000 people doing it from the stands, I mean, that that's a very intimidating for that opposing team. And and no Big Ten could beat us, could overcome that 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 combination. And and it, he's been in the restaurant now five or six times, and he gets his root beer shake, and he likes our chicken tenders. And, and even he comments on how nice this, this building really looks nice, Laz. I said, well, thank you, Coach. <laughs> so, uh, it's, and people come up to him, hi, can I get a picture, and thanks for being here. And, and, and it's, it's all good. He goes out to dinner a lot. And so I always tell people, if you see him, go up and say hello. 
Uh, he's more than kind, and, and he'll visit with you, and he likes to relive the days that he had his best moments, which were in Bloomington for 29 years. So why not come back here? He's very happy that he did. Hey, Laz, um, you were at the event and providing tasty custard for a 1,000 people also, so you didn't have a ton of time to just kind of enjoy. But were you able to take in the number of former players that were there from the various eras and, and chat with any of them? Sure did, sure did. Matt Nover and Coverdale and, and a lot of the guys were there. It was really, uh, really good to see them. And, and then one by one, they came in to see Coach as well. And I'll tell you who got the biggest kick out of seeing him. You're not going to believe it when I tell you, was Sage Steele. <laughs> uh, she, she's like a little kid sitting in the corner, and she knows he's in there. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you know. I said, come here, come here. So I brought her in the room. And she had an uncle, I believe, who was at West Point. No, her, dad. her dad. Her dad. Her dad. It was her dad. Okay. Yeah. And she had mentioned that to him. And, and so they had something in common. And then she, she sat down, got a picture with him. I took a picture and gave it to her. And she was so excited to see her. You could just see that little girl look on her face like, oh, my gosh, that's Bob Knight. And so many people have that, you know, which you guys putting out an event was the was really the key to, to get in. It all came together, and we're happy how it uh, how it worked. Well, Laz, again, I don't want to keep you because I know you're busy there uh, serving dinner for Bloomington's uh, natives. But I-, I just wanted to thank you again. You you really, uh, I'm telling you, people have been asking me since, how did that happen? How did that happen? We had very little to do with how it happened. How it happened was the former players, you, Steve Green, Dr. Larry Rink, Bob Hamill, and Karen, his wife. Uh, made it happen and i just we are forever in your debt and thank you also for hooking us up with the custard for the event i i got so many uh compliments on that custard is so good i'm like well it's just down the street get over to culver's yep, you, you can go. have it every day well nothing the, the barbecue that leach and newton put on and then yeah. the cool that off of the uh, custard at the end man that's a that's a good combination boys that's good it so is. Uh, <laughs> eric and ward it was great to be with you guys and uh uh, I know you're considering a war- wardrobe change for next year. <laughs> and, and good luck with that, okay? <laughs> All right, Lance. Thanks so much, man. Take care, man. So we were fortunate enough to talk to the super sub, John Laskowski, and get his perspective on it. The other gentleman from the same era, same teams, but the very first recruit of Coach Knight. Numero uno. Number one, who also was extremely helpful in getting Coach Knight to come to the event. It would not have happened without his help and support. Please give it up for the one and only Greeno. Hey, gents. (laughs) You're giving me way too much credit for bending Coach Knight's arm <laughs> and, and, and wrestling him out of this house, which did not happen because I'm telling you, what a day. What a day. Start to finish. And, uh, I, you know, you guys uh, put together something we told you then. We it's, it's become even bigger around here anyway than it was that day, if you can believe that. So, no, it, it it was just magical, and I, my buddy Brian Evans, I had to call him on my way out of town, uh, out of Bloomington, and I said, I, 
you know, I was hoping he wouldn't pick up and he didn't, you know, he was, he was out having fun someplace. Oh yeah. We know that. I I know. I know you know that. Okay. So, so anyway, I actually said, Hey Brian, I'm glad you didn't pick up because I don't want to talk to you. I just want to (laughs) talk. And I said, but I want to talk to somebody that when they hear it, they're going to go, I get it. And it was like, what the hell just happened, man? And, you know, with a smile on my face, I said, wasn't that extraordinary i mean just extraordinary and uh and coach loved it you know and the three rules we always lived by at least in my day and Laz may have told you but the three rules that we always we we always wanted to make sure that we followed were did coach knight like it well which is which was absolutely he did and the second and third were did Coach Knight like it? Did Coach Knight like it? <laughs> so, boom, you know, you guys hit it out of the park on all three rules. And, and those are rules that he himself handed down to us, of course. But, uh, no, he did. He, he, he enjoyed it. I know that I got that from, uh, you know, people around him afterwards. But uh, I could see it. I could see it. Well, it was real. What was it like for you, Greeno, to be in that room, to be on stage with him, to be surrounded by the fans and the former players, even before Coach got there? Just what was it yeah. like to be surrounded by the love of Indiana basketball that was oh, no. going on in that room? Yeah, yeah, you know that was that was wonderful. Just to be up there on stage with you two guys, you know, yakking a little bit, but with you know, kind of knowing what may be coming, but yeah. also with just appreciating who was right there in front of us and the, the number of people there and just the feel, the vibe. And, and it, you know, very honestly, I, I, I was tickled to, to get to chat with guys that I just don't normally interact with much, not because we're avoiding each other, it just doesn't happen. But Sharon Wilkerson, for instance, Kyle Hornsby and I chatted, and uh, well, you know, kind of goes on. Todd Leary, I haven't talked to him in a in a while, and we we just had great fun there. Uh, and uh, so anyway, so there was there was just a good feeling all the way around up there, and you know, and I kind of felt like, hey man. I spilled my guts for about five hours with you two guys. I didn't have much else to say. You know, I just kind of like, well, what do you get? You know, people, you, you heard just about everything. And I, and I had, you know, even Brian told me when he listened to the podcast, he said, I had no idea about half of that stuff. And I've known you forever. Yeah. And I go, well, you know, two guys, uh, you know, that I talked to, Eric and Ward, really enthusiastic, know their stuff, know their background of, of Indiana basketball and uh, and I said and, and as soon as I stepped over from you know IU basketball in the night era to branch and, and yeah. Everdeen, I said we were off in a whole different <laughs> world so, which was cool totally cool absolutely well, and, and I just I loved it so anyway it, it was it was nice to to obviously be with you two guys uh, that that was uh, you know really after the time we did spend on the phone together but uh but you know, just to, just to feel like you said the the love and the interest, uh, enthusiasm in that whole uh, room that you know in the in the in the Bluebird, like I said, the you know a, a fond place that <laughs> I got to tell you though. But, uh, and listen, I don't always just talk about Brian Evans, but this <laughs> Brian's a, you know a bud of mine. We get together. I had lunch with him again today, but you know in that back waiting area when coach was uh, was there later on and after he had talked to you guys he was sitting back there and just just relaxing with us and it gave everybody a chance to get up close to him and talk to him <laughs> and brian goes by the way coach you know 
uh, I used to come in here during the season, the Bluebird, and just get hammered, <laughs> you know, before games, you know, or something like that. <laughs> Coach, I mean, after games and stuff like this, Coach looked at him and goes, you know, if you if I'd have ever caught you in here, it, Brian goes, but you didn't. <laughs> and Brian never did. Right, he never did course. that during the season, you know. But it was just, I mean, it was that kind of friendly. I mean, nobody had their guard up, uh, you know, right. and that included coach with us. I mean, it, we just enjoyed the whole day. So anyway, there well, you go. I, I'm off on another tangent. I ha- but I have to confess, since we're on the subject of Brian and he's not here to defend himself. Yes, it's perfect. Good. Go. Go um, hard. That I, you know, all the emotions that were going on and we heard about how many people were crying in the crowd and all that yep. kind of good jazz. And I was like, I'll pro- it'll probably hit me on the on the. The, the plane ride home. I'll probably sure. just burst into tears on the plane ride home. Well, there was a funny story from the night before. We won't share that it had something to do with Brian, that Eric and I on the plane together, we lost it. We just, we became hysterical. <laughs> yeah. T- and literally tears were running down my face <laughs> thinking about Evans and what had transpired the night before. And I was like, well, this is how I'm, I'm letting all the emotion out. I'm laughing so hard yep, about absolutely. Evans. Tears are coming down my face. But then, then like two days later, I'm at home and I thought, you know, I'd process it the way I was going to, but then yeah. I saw a video I think Todd Leary took of Evans with Coach Knight in the green room in the Bluebird, yep. looking yep. at looking at a picture of Knight tossing the chair that they took off yes, the wall. Yes, yeah. And then I really lost it. Oh no, he was. I looked at Brian. I go, don't do that. I mean, I was in there. I go, no, 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 you don't do that. You know, and he, he always kind of like, you know, you're you're just a little touchy. I go. Yeah, because I've been around the guy for 25 more years than you, all right? I know. Don't do that to him. I said, we're having a great day. Don't show him that picture. But but even then, Coach was, you know, he was going with the flow and, and all that. So, anyway, that's uh, – but, but, you know, but that's seeing the love between the two of them and Nova oh, yeah. was flanked to the side. That just oh, crushed me because exactly. I was like, that's what it's really about. Like, obviously, the fans and our love Matt, for Coach Matt and the players. great to be. Oh, yeah, Matt. And I mean, we hadn't even got to do an interview with Matt yet. That was the first time we ever met him. Oh. So so it was cool yep. to like, one, see you. You're over by the wall. And I think there's like a Hollywood director in town. There's some guy looking real cool on the wall like he owns Greeno's a Greeno's got a good look. I was like, that's Greeno. He's a hey, rock star. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, wait a minute. I just, uh, <laughs> you know, special day, special people, special special threads. W- that's one it. of that's, w- that's right, special. Threads. <laughs> One of the uh, moments that I'll remember is when Coach was on stage and we thought, okay, he's just going to wave. He grabbed the mic. He wanted to talk. Yep. Great. And then I thought it was over. And I think you and Laz both came up to him and said, okay, yep. Coach. And we're about to usher him off stage. And that's when he grabbed a stool and he said, I'm going to stay here as long as I want. Uh, and yep. I, <laughs> and then I just, and it's funny because in that moment, Greeno, I got a little taste of what is it like to be around Coach and a and his yep. players, because the second he said what he wanted, that was it. Everybody backed away, it. and Back this away. is what he wants. Uh, you know, and everybody said, well, you know, how was it? How was this? How was that? And I said, well, you know, very honestly, uh, for a variety of reasons, you know, just getting him up on the stage, you know, making sure I, you know, was there, but not not too helpful. You know, I mean, right. he's a proud, proud fella, and, you know, don't do not do that, but just, just even – being behind him and I saw the stools when, you know, you guys were standing up and I saw the cords for the, you know, microphones. And I'm just, you know, I, I'm having, 
you know, a panic attack. Yes. Is it going to fall? You know, so I'm behind him and I'm doing all this and I'm going, and I, and I said, you know, I, what I was told is, hey, you know, maybe wave a little bit, you know, that kind of thing. I, the ovation, I, you know, and you guys probably caught this too. When I saw Coach's head go down, yes. that's when I know he's getting emotional, you know, spiting back tears. And I, and I thought, man, this is great. And, of course, I was thinking, in about 30 seconds, we'll be just going right back down the steps, <laughs> right. and we're all good, and everything's going to be fine. I said, it's going to be, it's going to be perfect, you know, <laughs> and then it was the ma- the mic, you know, yeah. I go, whoa, 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 no, whoa, 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 and I'm, I don't know if you guys caught it, and I see it, if you've seen all the videos, one of them did catch it, I'm, I'm, I'm behind you guys, and I'm looking for you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for Karen Knight. I'm looking for Larry Rink. And I'm doing the cut, you know, I'm cutting across my throat like, hey, guys, are we cut? You know, are we are we doing this? Right. You know, and I, I was just looking for something. I said, because, A, I didn't want to be the one being blamed for anything. Right. right? right. So, so I'm doing this. And I finally and I'm looking out. And what do I see? You know, I see Karen Knight filming. It, right. <laughs> and I'm going. All right, babe. I'm, I am all in now. I said, I, and I took a step back, took a big deep breath. I said, "Well, if we're filming this, then everybody's good with this. I'm fine with it, and I'm going to have a good time." And uh-huh. I mean, that's where it all changed from. Oh, I hope he doesn't fall too. All right, you know, you guys, let's let's roll. Let's, he, and then, then, then it just became even more magical. It was. Um, it, it's funny that you mention all the chords and the mic because when he started to talk, when he got right in between Ward and I and wanted to talk, he stepped on one of the mic chords, yep. and I could not pull it up because it was. <laughs> but but if I, I couldn't get it out, I so yes, yeah, so I was holding one mic. <laughs> So it wouldn't fall, but I couldn't yeah. get it up to his mouth, and I kept going up to the other mic with my other hand to grab it to put it in front of him. But I was I thinking the same thing: Oh my God, what if he trips? What if he trips? Yeah, yeah. just yeah, plain and simple. I mean, that anybody could do. Yes, you know, there's no question. There's and, a lot of chords. You know, it's messy. Exactly. You know, seventy nine, eighty years old. I mean, it's, you know, it's just those kind of things can't happen. And I'm sitting here, and I'm going, Yeah, I'm going to catch him. And of course, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm, I'm 20. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm still playing. But I go, wait a minute. Hell, I'm 66. I'm going to catch him. I'm going, no, I don't think that's a good plan either. So I don't know what else we're going to do. But hopefully he's going to stay. And, 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 you know, Brian and I talked later and said, you know, of course Coach loves He loves that stuff. Right. I mean, he, he really does when he gets, you know, in that environment. And it is as loving as it is right there. And, and he just – I mean, the the switch went on, and boys and girls, we could we could still be there. Yeah, I mean, we could literally. We had you know somebody had to cut it off sooner or later, right? But or we would, we'd still be and he'd be telling stories, and so it was it was really really well, cool. I I, mean, I, I think we all just wanted to kind of stay in that moment. Um, yeah, but but also to your point, I think Ward and I were both like, okay, it's perfect. Don't overstay like for us. Don't don't take yep. too much advantage of this. Let's like let yep. it go out on a high note. And and then uh, that provided that provided some time and space for the the players. Even like George Leach, you know, we went and got him barbecue, and then George yep. had to bring him the barbecue and have a moment yep. with him. So it was nice yep. that that there was plenty of time for some more intimacy. So a oh, personal no question. a personal yep. story, real quick. 
Um, obviously, seeing Coach Knight walk up on the stage is it, just a moment that Ward and I will remember forever. I think about a thousand people are going to yes, remember. Yes, exactly. That moment. And the people that watched yep. it on online. Yep. But yep. there was a moment, Greeno, where I think it was near the end, and you came up to me behind me and just patted me on the back yep. and just said some really nice words, very short. And I was like, I mean, I got emotional in that moment. I'm like, oh my God, Greeno is approving of this. It was oh. it was just such a great moment. And then connected to, Ward and I go to the women's volleyball game after that, before the basketball yep. game. Yep. And yep. you called me. Yep. And you called yep. me and said, and forgive me for, for saying this, but you said that you were no. just giddy. You said you were no. just yep. giddy and that you had talked no to your question. wife. And yep. I just can't tell yep. you how much it means to us to know that we were part of a moment where you got to be that happy. Oh, well, guys, and it's all true to whomever is listening, and and we know it's now a lot more people (laughs) listening (laughs) down there because they're never going to miss anything like that again. So that's that's a cool thing. But but I think I told you, uh, may have, Eric, that that, uh, I I called my wife and she said, your voice, what's with your voice? I've I've not heard this joy from you. In so long, and you know, and you're a joyous person, but right. this is different. And she, it, and when I got home, we had a chance, and she was so happy that I had that chance to be with you know my coach for that period of time. Things went so well, and it went so well for everybody else. And and uh, yeah, it, it, you know, to me, I, I just left on such a high that uh, I, I very honestly, guys, I didn't think anything close to that was ever going to happen ever going to happen again, even though I knew, you know, when he moved to Bloomington that we were going to see him, you know, a couple guys at a time, you know, go down and visit with him, things like that, which is fine. I mean, it's wonderful. I was looking forward to that. But, you know, the, the recognition, the, you know, the, the love from the people who have always loved him, you know, just a small group, you know, 800 or 1,000 people to showing that love was something I just didn't know would ever happen again. And, and so there, there it is. I mean, that's, that, that to me was, I was so happy for him. Well, it really was. It it happened in no small part because you were there and he was comfortable with you being there. And it was extremely important to him and to Karen that you were there and flanking him. That was a, that was a big part of this and shouldn't be uh, overlooked because it, it absolutely, was part of it. You could talk to Dr. Rink, Bob Hamill, Karen. They were all very, very adamant that it was important for you to be there. And that's what you mean to him and to his family uh, and what you mean to Indiana basketball, Greeno, and and what you've done for us and on our podcast. Uh, We just can't thank you enough. It was so great meeting you face-to-face, and I hope it's the first of many. Me, me too. That, that's the big thing, I, you know. And and no, no one is sitting around going, "Hey, we got to do that again next year and do it exactly the same and scripted, blah blah blah." And I know you guys aren't like that. And but I will tell you this: you, you know, in twenty years, how many people will say they were there, right? I mean, it's like Woodstock. <laughs> it, there will be literally forty thousand people. Oh no, I was there. I was at the Bluebird. Yeah, I I, I saw that. But but it, it was a moment for those of us that were there that. Uh, was special and will 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 always be. It will always be. And, and man, did the word get out because, as you know, by the time I got back to Indianapolis and my son was here and and uh, you know Lana was and my wife, you know, hey, you know, tell me some more about it. And I said, why don't you just look it up online? She, you know, I'm like, what what for? And, and by that time, my son goes, 
for this. And yeah. he just said, bloop, all over. I mean, all over. And he goes, wow, was that cool? And I go, yeah, it, it was cool. That's awesome. You know? I, yeah. Bef- so anyway. Before I let you go, my uncle, yep. uh, who went to IU the same years that you were there, I think one year behind you, uh, okay. listened to the podcast of the event and, and said how emotional he was listening to it because he is just bleeds cream and crimson and especially the teams that you were on. And he said that one of his favorite things that he heard from the entire podcast was you throwing out a pure funk reference (laughs) (laughs) because do you remember the lead singer of pure funk's name? Yeah. I don't Adam Smasher. Yes, exactly. Asher Ben Ben Ruby. Asher Ben Ruby. uh, So my uncle dated his sister. Yeah. My uncle dated his sister and was just so excited to well, hear I, his I, name mentioned again. Well, I knew his sister. Gosh, well, uh, we'll get off the call. We'll call. <laughs> but no, no, I know. Asher, you know, and, uh, and the bass player, Toby Myers, for Pure Funk, became the bass player for John Mellencamp. Oh, wow. And, oh, yo, no, those guys were you know, my buds back in the day, you know, when I was playing for the Pacers. And, and Pure Funk became Roadmaster and the whole deal. And I'm sure your uncle knows all about that. But oh, yeah. Pure Funk for for IU at that time was the band and it was just so much fun. And so he went on, to, on to, he went on to become a very successful DJ. Yeah, yeah, in St. Louis. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then yeah, in DC, started... in DC also cuz my and uncle DC, moved to right. DC. Yeah. yeah, and that's where he uh, yeah. Anyway, he was very happy to hear a pure funk oh, reference well, that he good. had heard. I'm glad somebody picked up on that, you know. <laughs> uh yeah, and uh, and I wasn't exaggerating about being on stage with the you, boys, uh, you know, yeah. it's just, what, are those, what are those perks of being happy in the Bluebird? Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, Greeno, thank you again. Thank you for everything you did for us to get Coach Knight there. And thank you just for being there. You made a lot of people happy, hey. especially my parents. We're very oh, happy that you were there. My pleasure. My pleasure, guys. Uh, thumbs up. And we'll be a hey, – we're family now. You're That's in. right. Sorry. All right. Sorry. Remember, I told you, the Godfather uh, – I get to say who's in and who's out. You're in. I Both love of it. So, I love it. So you're the family. That's We've been it. made. We've been made. Come, you've been made. That's right. And you will be at the events. I'll let you know when we when we get together. You're All there. Right. Yeah, if you need a gopher or anything, we'll be there. All right. See you guys. There are few people that came to the event that Ward and I were more excited about coming than our next guest. His interview that he did with us was one of our most uh, emotional, honest, it was funny, it was uh, insightful, and we got more response to that one than really I think almost anyone we've done because it's so viscerally connected to people's emotions. And... When we did that interview, we invited this gentleman to come to the event, and he told us he would. And I knew it was going to be difficult because he's in season with coaching, and it just so happened the stars aligned to allow him to come from Madison in southeastern Indiana to be with us at the Bluebird. Please welcome Sharon Wilkerson. Sharon, how are you, sir? I'm absolutely wonderful, guys. How are you guys? We are uh, still flying high ba- uh, after the event. <laughs> we were afraid we were about to come down, so we were like, let's let's call our new friends and talk about it some more and get another fix. <laughs> That's right. We just wanted another fix. Good way to put it. 
So, yeah, gentlemen, in my mind, I'm still at the Bluebird, man, just so you know. Who this <laughs> well, Sharon, let's walk us through that day for you. Um, you know, what was it like walking into the Bluebird, seeing some of your former teammates and former players? And and who you brought with you, which yes. I think was was very meaningful. So a couple of things, guys. So first, guys, I, I very rarely get nervous. Uh, I mean, but uh, Friday night, I couldn't sleep. Uh, my wife was actually, she was making fun of me, but, uh, man, I was, uh, I was absolutely, uh, tickled pink guys looking forward to Saturday on Friday night. And then of course, uh, we had practice that morning before we came up and, uh, I'll be honest with you guys. Typically my practices feel like they last five minutes. That practice felt like it lasted five days. Uh, I mean, I could not get to you guys soon enough. It was, uh, it was crazy guys. And, and I mean that in the best way possible, uh, I mean, man, it was, you know, I got to thinking, guys, looking at the picture that that was taken with Coach and and all the players. I mean, man, it was four generations of players up there. Mm. I mean, that is, um, I think that that in itself, that that's in a nutshell, that explains what Indiana basketball is all about. And, you know, for you guys uh, to kind of bring it all together and to paint this picture that you guys have painted, uh, I mean, man, really, guys, it's like uh, you guys are guardian angels of Indiana Hoosier basketball. Uh, so, um, I mean, man, it was uh, I, I was absolutely uh, I was so honored uh, to to have shared those moments and to have been a part of that. Um, you know, guys, at the end of the day, man, it's bigger than us all. Uh, but, man, you guys have managed to touch people. Uh, in a way that I have not seen in a long, long time. Well, look, we're, um, we're not so, going to take the credit for that, Sharon. You are the one that touched people. Your interview with us touched so many people, so many people. In this in this day and age of everybody just wanting to be negative and insult people online, the number of people that reached out to us after that interview to say, I was totally wrong about my perceptions of Sharon. I am so happy I got to listen to him. I'm rooting for him. And it was just inspiring. I mean, definitely to us, but but to the listeners as well. And then that becomes something of this this positive vibe going on with the community that we've been lucky to be a part of building up to this event. It's 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 there's been so much negativity around the program for the better part of 20 years. And even prior to that, that your your positive outlook with everything you've been through was such a huge shining light, both with when we talked to you initially and then when you showed up at the bird. So walk us through walking into the bird and seeing some former players, uh, former teammates. Oh, gosh, that was unbelievable. I mean, it was unbelievable as soon as I hit Bloomington, guys. It was it was amazing. I mean, guys, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, as I parked my car and I was walking up to uh, the Bluebird to, to get to the entrance, uh, by the time I got there, it was already a line that was a mile long. And, and guys, and I didn't, uh, man, I, I didn't want, to skip the line per se, but I knew that, you know, I had to be at a place. I had to meet you guys. I had to figure out exactly what, what we had to do and, and whatnot. So, uh, you know, walking past all those fans, man, I had cold chills, number one. Uh, number two, guys, I have to be honest, it, it felt right at home. Uh, I mean, man, it was absolutely amazing. And then uh, to see you guys, you know, obviously talking to you over the phone and, yeah. you know, that's one thing, but when you meet a person face to face and, you know, you get a handshake and, you know, you make the eye contact, man. I, I think that it just, uh, I don't know, it just kind of solidifies, you know, the feelings that you have when you hear a warm voice over the phone. And you were. Uh, so, you, and you, 
I'm sorry. I was just saying you weren't, you weren't too thrown off by the suits. No, loved it. No, absolutely loved it, guys. Now, guys, I can't say what Coach Knight said. Now, only, only he can say that, guys. Yeah, only... Things only Coach he can say Knight, that, guys. That's that's... Only one person in this world can say what he said, and that was Coach Knight. Yeah, that, only one person, guys. Now, guys, now you got to understand. Now, really, that was a compliment to the both of you. Yeah, I know. We took you just it that way. Understand. Believe me. So, Sharon, we got a chance to talk to Brian Evans uh, a little earlier today. And Brian was pointing out the people that he got to talk to. And no one meant more for him to talk to than you. He he said how much he thought of you as a teammate when you were at IU, and obviously things didn't end the way anybody wanted them to. But he said, you know, when you're in it, like like he said, we're we're worried about the season. I'm trying to just not get yelled at. Like we're going through that. I didn't have a chance to like sit down with Sharon at the time, but he got to talk to you at the Bluebird. What was that like for you to talk to reconnect with Brian? So Brian Evans was one of my biggest supporters, guys, and I mean as a player, as a person. Uh, as a student, uh, I mean, he, he again, guys, it, it's, it's so that, so specifically Brian, because you guys have to, okay, let's, let's rewind a little bit. My junior year in high school, we lost to Brian Evans and Steve Hart in the semi-state. <laughs> so as a player, you know, I'm always, I was always looking up to those guys, especially, you know, once Brian left Terre Haute South and went on to play at IU. And everybody knows the player that Brian Evans was at IU. It's not, wasn't too difficult to pull for Brian Evans. Right. Uh, so it's, uh, I mean, man, for me, guys, literally was like a dream. You know, it's one thing to see a guy as an athlete, but then it's another thing to see a guy as a person. I mean, so, and the two typically are completely different. You know, Brian Evans is a hell of a player on the floor, but he's one of the greatest, nicest, I mean, empathetic guys that I've ever met off the floor. And hilarious. Uh, I mean, now, Oh, he is. He may be one of the. He may be one of the best storytellers that I've ever met in my life, and that is, uh, and that is, you know, and that's it's Brian Evans. You know what I mean? And and guys, here's the best part about Brian Evans. Uh, he has your back through the good and the bad. It's it's really easy to have a guy's back or a lady's back when it's good, but the question is when uh, the adversity comes. I mean, man, and you look around, who do you still have left standing? And, uh, you know, that that's Brian Evans. And, guys, it's just not Brian Evans. It's the whole uh, it's the whole IU family. I mean, and, and you can go through any decade. You can go through any any period, any era. And those guys, you, you would think if, if you played in the 80s and you, you met a guy that played in the 2000s, it's different decades, but you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Hmm. And that speaks uh, about the foundation, which I believe is is still there today. It speaks about the foundation that Coach Knight laid uh, for all of his players, guys. And it's, uh, it's carried over into our personal life. What was it like for you to be surrounded by that many fans? You know, guys, it's, it, it, it's family. I, I mean, I, was, I had cold chills the whole time that I was on the stage with you guys. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it wasn't a nervous feeling. I mean, man, it was a right-at-home feeling. It was... Uh, you know, it's like I'd been away from my family uh, for, you know, 20 years. And now I get to catch back up with my family who I hadn't seen in 20 years. And it just, uh, it, it felt like nothing had changed. You know, I, I've been through, you know, been all over the place, been, you know, trying to build myself back up, trying to gain the credibility of, you know, the fans back. 
And uh, that moment in my mind, fella, was like the culminating, uh, that was the culminating point of, you know, the healing process being completed. And, you know, to, to be embraced by, by the IU fans is, I mean, fellas, there's nothing like it. My vocabulary isn't big enough to put it in wow. words. Well, honestly, when you were saying about eye contact and a handshake, but when you hugged me, I was like, you, you have a lot of love, Sharon. You know, you clearly are a man with a lot of love to give. And, and, and it's just something where I think with Eric and I, so much of this has been over the phone from this little dingy garage way out west. And, and to feel that love literally and figuratively from you, from the fans, I, I just think that's something that's uh, it like it has altered me permanently. You know what I mean? Like that I think I always felt a certain connection with people I went to at IU and anybody who went to IU because of the people I knew when I was there and watching the team since. But now I do feel a part of this whole bigger family um, in real life because you made it there and, and you brought your current team there and you like your, your, your current coaches, I should say. And, and so it was really, really meaningful that we actually got to have you there. And then of course, when coach Knight walks in, what's that like for you? What, what, what's going through your mind? So, so guys, I got, I got to tell you guys this. So most of my coaches, I have, uh, I got six coaches and only one of them is a UK fan. And of course, we give him the blues. Good, just good, so you good, guys good. know. Okay. <laughs> good. That's good. We wouldn't let you off the hook. I if you tease did. him all the time. I tell him if I'd have known you as a UK fan, I'd have never hired you, man. I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's a uh, no. He's a really good sport. But all the rest of my coaches is IU fans. Nice. And and guys, it's. Uh, I mean, man, you know, growing up an Indiana kid, you know, you, you hear so many people, you know, talk about. Uh, what it would be like to experience, you know, that moment. And, uh, you know, being that uh, I'm a former player, to allow somebody that I'm close to to experience that environment, you know, we try our best to accommodate. Uh, I was fortunate, very fortunate, guys, and very blessed. You know, I got to put the jersey on. I mean, and there's very few uh, that, that has that opportunity. Uh, but, you know, for an average fan, just to be able to go around and, you know, see you guys and see the fans and be a part of the hysteria and, you know, see the former players. I mean, man, I think that it, it, it is something that those guys will remember for the rest of their life. That's great. And guys, and, and I and I tell the guys, man, I want no credit. Don't. That's not why we're doing it, man. I mean, man, we, we, we do it to try to impact, to try to share, to try to pay it forward. Uh, so, you know, guys, that's, you know, it was paid forward to me. Now it's my turn to continue to pay it forward. So that's that's what we try to do. And Sharon, just walk us through what was going through your mind when you saw Coach Knight walk into the building. So, uh, man, it, obviously it's always the same. You know, it's kind of funny because Brian Evans said, man, he said, Coach, walk in the door, and I get nervous all of a sudden. Yeah, I bet you do, buddy. <laughs> 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 ah, <that's, laughs> now, now, that is a, uh, now, that's a running joke amongst the players. Sure. But uh, in all seriousness, what that is, guys, it's respect. I mean, man, and, and uh, the, the respect is priceless. And, you know, no matter how old we get, uh, no matter what endeavors we choose to pursue, uh, Coach Knight will always be our coach. I mean, so when, when you have a coach that, that has impacted you uh, the way that he impacted his players, uh, I mean, man, I think that that resonates with you. And not only does it resonate, but any time that you are in the presence of that coach, 
I mean, mind the respect factor. Uh, I mean, mind it just, it, it goes to the forefront. Um, so now guys, remember, uh, I was at Lamar. I went to a golf outing with him and, uh, right. I mean, man, it was, it was, a, it was a little bit different because, you know, coaches always said, man, I'll be your friend when you're done playing for me. Right. So when I went to the golf trip, man, you know, I was expecting to get coach Knight, but I got Bobby Knight and there's a big difference. Sure. So, uh, I mean, man, there's a huge difference. And, and at that moment, guys, it kind of, you know, it came full circle. Oh, this is what he meant when he said, while you play for me, I'm not your friend. When you're done, I'll be your friend. So, and sure enough, guys, that's the way that it, that it worked out. Did you get any uh, time with him in that back room? So I did not. Okay. I did not. Uh, but actually, guys, I called and talked to him on his birthday. Uh, so um, oh, that, great. in my mind, that was, you know, that was paying it forward. Yes. And uh, letting him know, hey, coach, man, we, you know, we're yeah, still thinking right. about you, man. So, uh, yeah, that's it, man. Well, Sharon, uh, I just, I'm sure you heard a lot of people talk to you about the interview after you did it with us and how much it meant to them. I just cannot tell you how many people loved listening to that interview and then being in that room at the Bluebird and seeing you in that room and, and just being part of that and being welcomed home to Bloomington, to IU, to this IU basketball family. It just felt right. It felt right, and it was uh, just one of the the happiest moments I think Ward and I had was just knowing you were in that room, and uh, we just want to thank you, thank you, thank you. So, guys, I, I got to tell you this, man, and and then uh, you know I, I got to tell you this. So, I'm explaining to my mom the events and how it all shook out, and how it all took place, and uh, as I'm telling her the story, she interrupts me and she says, "Son," I said, "Yes, mama." She said, "You know those two guys are your guardian angels." So uh, you guys, man, have uh, have really, I mean, really, really have uh, made a huge impact, uh, not only on myself, but my family. And uh, guys, man, I, I genuinely want to give you my sincerest thank you uh, for all your support, man, really. Wow. Uh, thank your mom for us, Sharon. Uh, we just love you, man. We're, we're family. We're IU basketball family and always will be. And we just can't thank you enough for, for how much you've opened up your life to us. So thank you. Now, guys, you guys are out there on the West Coast. You guys get back here to Indiana. You better let me know. Uh, we will. Yeah, you're you're but, stuck with us now, yeah, my man. But you better not bring that UK. Yes, assi- you better not bring that UK assistant coach with you next time. I promise, fellas, I keep him at the house. Yes. Yeah, I keep him. <laughs> All right, Sharon, you be good. Good luck with your season, buddy. Good luck with the season. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Stay in touch, guys. Please. All right, we man. Will. Take care. Well, that was a fun trip down memory lane. Yeah, I, I mean, to to just put it in context, I came over to Ward's house today to record an intro and an outro for Dane Five Part One. I think we talked about it in the intro a little bit, but um, we we haven't recorded the intro yet, so now we'll make sure we are. Um, but we thought, like, wouldn't it be fun to just call a couple of the people that were at the event and get their take on... Yeah, just part of the Dane intro. Yeah, and uh, it turned into that, which we're just going to put out as its own thing. It's just emotional, man. I, I don't have a lot more to say about it other than it, it's um, it's really emotional. 
I it, mean, we we love this thing. We're friends in large part because of Indiana basketball. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I liked you. At yeah, Indiana. we always got along. We had a good time. Yeah, but, but I could have been fine never talking <laughs> yeah, to you again. Yeah, we went many years without talking. Yeah, to each it other. didn't matter all that much. Yeah. But when we really connected on how I didn't know you were that big of an Indiana fan, even when we were at Indiana, and I don't think you knew that I was. Yeah, when you're in the theater department, you assume nobody else is as big an Indiana fan sure. as you are. <laughs> um, but Indiana has connected us. I yeah. mean, the love of Indiana. I've learned about Peru and have kind of like adopted Peru as like something that's meaningful to me. Yeah, you're you're gonna have to come visit now. Yeah, I know. I want to. You're um. I'm close to your dad because of this. You're close to my parents oh, beca- yeah. because of it. Um, it's just, it's more than basketball. It's, uh, it's, I know we sound like ridiculous. I mean, we if just somebody who doesn't know Indiana at all were listening to this, we sound like lunatics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'd be like, God, geez, these guys. They, but, but if they'd been in the Bluebird, then they would know it's not just us guys. It's that we're representative of generations of, of friends and family that this is what brings us together on the regular. Cause it is, especially when you grow up and you have kids and you move to different places, it's so easy to, to lose, lose where you came from. And, and moving here, I always enjoyed and loved Indiana basketball. I never missed a game growing up or certainly when we were at school there, but it became so important after moving here to retain yeah, yeah, home yeah. and family and everything I came from and the values I believe in when you're in the sea of humanity and uh, being anonymous to virtually everybody to go back home like we did it it's it's just so wonderful that it still feels like home and I think I now can safely say it will always feel like home yeah <clears throat> it's uh it's it's been a fun year I mean we're coming up almost exactly on a year I think next week is the year mark. It's been a wild year. Um, well, and look, I needed to have another decompression session with you and some of our new good buddies uh, that we just talked this through because, like, hey, there's not a lot of people in Glendale, California. I can be like, you're never going to believe what right. happened. I got to tell you about this thing. You know, it's it's all bottled up inside, and it all got to come pouring out for an amazing 48 hours in Bloomington, but then it's all kind of stuffed away again for most of my waking day. I hear you about Glendale and, and finding people to connect with. But I, I want to read this tweet. I, I told you about this one. But oh. we got this private message tweet. I'm not going to give it the handle or the name. Sure. But this is the short message I got. Thank you for getting the general back in the mix with IU basketball. I live in Iowa and don't have a lot of time left due to dealing with cancer and other things. But that was definitely something I wanted to see before I left this earth. I'm glad you guys got it done. Well done, guys. Go Hoosiers. I mean, that's what IU is. It's uh, it's meaningful. And it's just, it means more than it should. I mean, it just does. It's not a sport. It's not just a, a group of guys. It is this weird connection that is about doing things the right way and and teamwork and connecting to people and human interaction passion and passion for sure and heart and love and i know it all sounds corny and goofy but that's what it is it's why we care it's why we do this podcast it's why we watch every game and scream and yell when things don't go right and uh scream and yell when things go right (laughs) um 
and uh, it's been a wild ride. And this was fun to just kind of get the perspective of a handful of people that were there. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I don't have any more, more to say about it. I mean, I'm looking forward to Dane Part 17 or whatever it is, but this this was a fun one more fix on that magical weekend before we really move back to the traditional format. And we'll probably be talking some about the games as they roll through, depending on how timely they are with our posts. But yeah, that was a real special weekend, and, and there was just a handful of the special people there. And, and now we're going to get to talk to, to Nover and Hornsby and, and hopefully just keep expanding the family so... Next time an event uh, rolls around in Bloomington, we'll have even more of the, uh, the folks there. You can follow us on Twitter, at Hoosier Hysterics. How do I say it now? At Hoosier Hysterics, one vowel in hysterics, the sometimes why. It doesn't ring as well. I mean, it's getting clunky. Stephen Cliff, man, they've really gotten in our head about this. Thrown a wrench into it. So, so follow us at Hoosier Hysterics. No vowels and hyst- what, no. So what? What are the vowels we're missing? The e and the i yeah. and hysterics. Uh-huh. Just say uh, at Hoosier Hysterics. No e or i and hysterics. What about at Hoosier Hysterics? No e, no i, but the sometimes why. <laughs> yeah, good. Got it. That's it. That's, <laughs> That's it. it. All yeah. right. Thank you, Stephen Cliff. Uh, love your comments. See you on the Pigs boards, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. From the halls of the Senate, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love for Indiana is manic and devout. Pachi and his boys, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric And as you probably know by now we're Hoosier Hysterics Hoosier Hysterics Hoosier Hysterics Look around! You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.